Hey, all you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. I am Jen, the host and creator of this show. If you are a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be, all while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more or connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com or on Instagram. So go pour a hot cup of coffee and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. Today, I am joined with Jill Johnson. I pronounced your last name right. Uh, it's actually McGacky now. Just oh. I don't have my. Stuff okay, yet. well here we go. Here we go. We're off to a great start. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful, uh, amazing. So now that I've butchered her last name, um, so Jill actually runs two different businesses here in Calgary. One she started during this crazy pandemic. So she owns Mom Squad YYC, and then she just started a company called Hasty Coffee. So welcome, Jill. Thanks for having me. Of course. So why don't you start this off kind of by telling everybody who you are and what you do right now? Okay. So um, I am Jill. I'm a mom and a wife here in Calgary. And um, I'll talk briefly about Mom Squad and then more about Hasty because that's more interesting, honestly, right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I started Mom Squad YYC when I was about 20 weeks pregnant. We had just moved back from Ontario, and I was doing my internship there and still had three semesters of university left and was just like, what am I going to do? Like, I have to learn how to become a mom now while being a student and an employee at all this. So yeah. um, I was looking for resources and just couldn't really find, like, one hub for resources out there through the internet so I thought I'd start maybe just a little community where I could connect people to resources and stuff and yeah. um, support small businesses at the same time so yeah it's grown into something bigger than I thought it would and it's it's so much fun it's so life-giving and yeah. um, introduced me to so many amazing people that I can't imagine not having in my life now so totally I'm really grateful for that and then Hasty Coffee is actually my husband and his brother are the two co-founders. Yeah. And people think I'm a founder because my face is just everywhere <laughs> with it because I do all the like media stuff with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we started, it's Canada's first instant specialty coffee company. So um, we had plans to start before the pandemic and then just kind of thought, let's just do it because we yeah. might as well. <laughs> so yeah, we launched on April 20th and it's been exciting and scary and fun all wrapped into one. <laughs> no kidding. Um, and so what makes it specialty compared to another kind of instant coffee? So instant coffee that most people have had is it's can be coffee. It's usually robusta coffee beans, which are completely different than the ones that we use. Okay. Um, sometimes it's vegetables that have been soaked in coffee and then sprayed dry. So it's, you don't really know what you're drinking exactly with it, but um, with ours, we have found um, the best coffee that we can within um, working with Canadian roasters. So we're using a coffee from David Kim Roasters, who's here in Calgary. Okay. It's some of the best coffee we've ever had. It actually won fifth at a, the barista competition for Canada. I can't yeah. remember what the actual name was for it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a really good coffee. It's freeze-dried instead of spray-dried, so you still get all of that, um, just all the good flavor out of it. You get, like, mm -hmm. the smell of, like, a really good coffee. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it just it tastes a lot better because it's a way higher quality. Totally. Well, I tried it because you dropped off some samples and it was delicious. Yay! Yeah. And we're, we're coffee connoisseurs, as you could tell from the yeah. podcast. 
I figured. <laughs> Basically live off the name of this podcast. If it yeah. wasn't talking concealer, I don't think I'd be here. Amazing. And so it's been kind of just over a month, not even a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been about three weeks now. Amazing. And so what have you kind of encountered in the first couple of weeks? Um, so we had way more sales than we thought we would have, which was good, but also we are like, we need more equipment now. <laughs> Supply chains like backed up so bad. So, um, luckily the way we structured it was the first month of it or so would be pre-sale. So, um, people buy it knowing that it's not made yet and that it's going to be made fresh for them, but also it's going to take time to do that. Sure. Um, so yeah, we've had a lot of support. I thought it would mostly be just Calgary, which I was totally fine with, um, yeah. super excited about, but we've had sales all the way from BC to New Brunswick. So oh, it's, amazing. it's been really good. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Is that what I said? We're obviously on zoom, but what's behind you? Is that a coffee? Oh, yes. So it's, um, Ben love, my husband, Ben loves it almost as much as he loves me. Um, <laughs> these, it's a, EK 40 something, I think seven. <laughs> if you're in the coffee industry, you'd know what I mean by that. It's um, like a really, really good grinder that um, they use in cafes mostly. Uh, we got our hands on this one kind of through like a fluke on Kijiji. There was a bunch of like cafes in Edmonton closing. So um, we bought it about a year ago and it's just been sitting there taking up a lot of space in our kitchen and now we use it for our business. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's quite the robust looking machine. Yeah. It's so heavy. It's crazy. (laughs) I love it. Um, my husband owns, um, a a platform called the couch cook. I don't know if you guys have heard of it or not, but, um, he has all kinds of gadgets. Like my kitchen is now taken up by all of his contractions. Like his, (laughs) the kitchen aid mixer. He's like, don't put those away. Like they have to stay on top of the countertop. I'm like, do they know? Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. So I understand about big contraptions. Yeah. Um, amazing. Okay. So how did you end up in the coffee business, especially having had, like, you still have mom squad. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I mean, it's different, but it's not really different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I interact with people in a similar way, which I really like. Um, yeah. So backstory on Ben and I, the first thing I ever said to him when we met was I could drink a whole pot of coffee. And so he was just kind of like, all right, this is like the girl for me. <laughs> so, yeah. um, he's always been so interested in just like the world of coffee. And he started working in the industry about five years ago. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just like it's been really cool to see. We've learned a lot about how specialty coffee can be such a positive impact worldwide because these farmers are getting paid like really good money all of a sudden for their, what they're growing. Yeah. And like traditionally like farmers get paid like fair trade is around like $1 okay. uh, per pound of coffee. But with the coffee we're using, it's usually around three to $4. So it's nice. Cause we, we feel like we can make a difference with it all. So um, yeah, we've both always been intrigued by this and always have wanted to be entrepreneurs. So we've just been waiting for an idea to hit that we'd be able to do. Yeah. Then about a year ago, we came across some companies doing instant specialty coffee in the States. Yeah. And when we tried to order it, it was like very expensive to get it to Canada. Yeah. It took a long time, but it was so good that we like kept ordering it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then we kind of just decided like, this is what we want to do. We want to bring this to Canada and we want to be able to just make it accessible for people and 
um, yeah, then Ben's dad, we told him about the idea and he's like, I like it. And so he jumped in and then his brother was like, I, I really like this. I want in too. So we've been working yeah, together. Business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's it's amazing. So what makes yours, is it because you source it locally that your cost is a little bit less because you don't mm-hmm. have to management, like the big shipping costs? Yeah. So we, a lot of our time the last year has been trying to find ways to make it like cost effective for people. Um, so for instance, we have, we can't, they won't be able to see it, but these are the boxes that it comes in. So when we ordered these, they're an inch thick. If they were three quarters inches thick, we could mail them for like less than $5, but because they're an inch thick, it costs $14. Okay. So We've done things like we found different boxes for mailing that um, we can make shipping cheaper, like all across Canada. Um, And then we've been, yeah, just like trying to find really cost-effective ways to do it so that people aren't having to pay extra. And just even not having to pay for it to cross the border is like the biggest thing that helps for sure. Totally. So in your packaging there, how many instant packages are within that box? So we offer this box that has four cups of coffee in it. Yeah. And then our bigger pack has 12 cups. Yeah. Um, it's definitely more cost effective to get the 12 cup pack. But we're going to be doing a subscription service. Um, once we get, we only have one type of coffee right now, but once we get the rest of our equipment here, then we'll be able to, um, I think we're going to go for three coffees. That's amazing. Right and then, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, okay. So your husband, what was his background prior to the coffee business and does he still have a day job? So, um, he went to school for theology. We both did actually, and there's not really any money in that. (laughs) So, um, for me, I think university, I learned so much about it and I use my minors more than I use my major for sure, which I'm fine with. And I had such an awesome experience with it all. Um, it kind of opened the doors to what we do now. Um, Ben never really used his degree that much. Once he graduated, he was just like kind of done with it and went right to coffee. So, and it was kind of crazy because he lost, he got fired just before the pandemic hit. So if that hadn't have happened, we wouldn't have had the resources to be able to start our company. So at the time we were like, this sucks. Like this is the worst thing ever because we were trying to fund it all ourselves. And we're like, how do we do that if you don't have a job? But then um, soon then it was like, everyone didn't have a job. It seemed like so. Um, and I also worked in events before the pandemic and obviously there's no events now. Um, but I work with, I do respite work as well with the family. So was able to keep that going. But other than that, we were like, we have nothing to lose and we're so close. Like, let's just do it. Like, let's scale everything way back and let's make it happen. So yeah, yeah we just went for it. <laughs> Amazing. I know. Sometimes the stars align in a funny, funny way. And like, if you always lean on the crutch, I'm using air quotes, but like the crutch of like a full-time job, sometimes you never end up getting, I guess, you know, you never end up brave enough to jump off and really start it. Right. Oh, did we lose you? I'm sad. Oh, hello. Oh, you're back now. I'm still here. <laughs> awesome. Sorry. No, um, you're good. Can you hear me? Yeah, we were like. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you can okay. hear me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, when it happened, we were so sad because we were like, it was something that he loved so much. But um, yeah, it opened the doors, and it was push that we needed to just get going and the pandemic was also a big push to just get going 
I know I think a lot of businesses will be born from this crazy pandemic because people are home, they have more time, right? So, um, okay, so obviously we just kind of talked about it, but what was kind of a major sign that you guys were ready to kind of launch it once the pandemic hit? It was the job loss, like that was the... Hmm. It was that. And then I had already started the social media accounts for it. Okay. Um, I was trying to build hype before we launched so that people knew who we were already. Yeah. And we had the launch date of May 1st in mind. And then, um, yeah, just like we're building a lot of really good connections already. And so we thought like, even if it's really small, like it's, it'd be better than not starting and just wondering what would have happened. So yeah. And also my family, they just like, I don't know. I've always scared my family because I'm like the kid who graduated and then was like, oh, I'm going to go to the Philippines for two months and I'm going to go to Mexico. And I just like spent all my money traveling <laughs> and like was just kind of like the wild card. So um, they've always been like, oh, you're doing what now? <laughs> so which is fair. But with this, they're just like, yeah, you should do it. Like you should absolutely do it. So like, okay, like even they're saying we yeah, should do it. We should support is there. Totally. Yeah. I think a lot of entrepreneurs scare parents because like they want their children to have this like stable full Monday to Friday, like benefits, all of the things. And we're like, no, we're just, we're going to go rogue and (laughs) do something off the sidelines. Um, Okay. So obviously you said that your husband, Ben has been in the coffee industry. So what's his coffee industry background, if you will? Yeah. So he's um, mostly as a barista, but he, did like a lot of just like dove into everything that he could. So when we were living in Ontario, he actually got to roast coffee for a bit, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he's one of those people that if he's interested in something, he will learn everything about it. Yeah. So yeah. So he like, I I don't know, like, I feel like I know quite a bit about coffee, but when he talks, I'm just like, what, like, what are you saying? Like, he just knows so much about like, I don't know. Like he created water for this system. Like he like changed like the chemical balance of the water that we use to make it taste better. And I'm like, how, how does somebody do that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What were his minors in college? Um, he didn't have any, we went to different universities. Okay. He just had theology. So he's Mm -hmm. dove into the coffee theology. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. He's a coffee theologist. That's his term. I love it. I love it. Um, Okay. So how did you guys kind of see a niche that needed to be filled? It just wasn't available in Canada or, Mm -hmm. okay. That was was part of it. Also with specialty coffee. um, So like when you go to a nice cafe, it's like coffee just tastes good. And like they have everything dialed in, they have all the equipment and you can count on a good cup of coffee. Uh And for us, we felt lucky because of his knowledge and like we just, we invested in the coffee equipment that we wanted because it was important to us, but we know that that's not the case for everybody. Yeah. And it's not realistic sometimes to go to a cafe every day to get your good coffee, but people like love good coffee. So um, we thought like before we had heard of instant specialty coffee, we were kind of thinking of like, there's got to be a way to make it so that like everyday person who like isn't trained in like specialty coffee can have yeah. good coffee at home. Totally. And then, yeah, we found this and found that there wasn't really like much in Canada. So we're like, let's make like the first like Canadian roasted, like Canadian made, like yeah. everything. Healthy. So, so the big yeah. players in the game, yeah. like Starbucks and Tim Hortons, they don't have an instant coffee. I think no, um, Starbucks has like a via, I think it's called, but that's kind of like, we're, 
like kind of a different thing. Like they're more, um, I think like commodity coffee where we're specialty coffee. So if you think more like Phil and Sebastian and like Rosso, like monogram, like those are where you are. Mm -hmm. So David Kim was actually Phil and Sebastian's roaster for quite a while. And then he branched out and started his own roastery a couple of years ago. So yeah, we connected with him um, just through Ben's work before. And so, yeah, we're super excited that he wanted to work with us. That's amazing. And so are you obviously as you grow, will you have other roasters as well? Or are you planning to just stay with him for now? Um, so I think we'll always work with him. Um, yeah. His coffee is absolutely incredible. Like it's yeah. some of the best coffee I've ever had. Um, and he's just like such an amazing human being. Like we're so yeah. like, hard to work with him. So, uh, but we have two contracts that we're kind of working out right now. So they're top secret, but once they're, once the deals are all finalized, then totally. people know what <laughs> will they be different beans than David's beans? Like will it, it'll be a different variation of coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so David's right now, we're using um, an Ethiopian coffee from him. So Ethiopian coffees are really bright and like more fruity flavors. So this one, um, for people who like are interested in it, it's kind of nerdy, but yeah. the tasting notes of it are pineapple and orange and caramel. So it won't be like, oh, this tastes like like a caramel bar or anything. It'll be like, oh, like I can taste like a little aftertaste of caramel or like mm-hmm. yes. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's our instant classic box. And yeah. then we are going to have like a comfort box line that'll be more like your cream and sugar kind of style coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that'll be probably a Colombian coffee because they're more chocolatey. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of more like that. So yeah. And then what would be the other one? More of like a... Um, we're still working out the name for it, but okay. it'll be um, kind of like a more... so yeah it'll have like a Mm. I don't know which coffee we're going to use in particular but it'll have a more distinct flavor to it so that one won't be everyone's like not everyone will like that one probably but it'll be more of a if you're really into specialty coffee it'll be a really cool experience totally which I think is what it needs to be anything in the food world like I know when my husband pairs things together Mm. he's like try this and like I don't think I'm going to like those things together. And yeah. then you try them and you're like, how have I never eaten that before? Yeah. It's just like <laughs> the aspects of things go right together, but you have to have the knowledge to put For them sure. together, right? I know we went to, um, my husband has like a vast cooking experience. And he worked for Gordon Ramsay in London for a couple of years. Wow. So like he's been around the world, but he um, was one of the first when he worked in Calgary to deal with uh, something called molecular gastronomy. Okay. Kind of like, where you, I don't know, like almost disassemble the food aspect and recreate it in a different form. And so we went to Mexico five years ago and there was um, a restaurant at our resort that did molecular gastronomy. And so they basically broke down whatever, let's just say it was like a steak and potato meal and they would basically break it down and recreate it in a different way. And so using aspects like that, like they had, I think like watermelon and steak together and like all these strange things, but you eat them and they like, they just go together in your mouth. It's incredible. They also had this like pineapple martini almost. And it was, they had like cotton candy in the martini glass and there, you know, those like water beads that you like people play with like sensory or whatever. They have them in the bottom of the martini glass and 
inside them was like a pineapple liqueur and you poured like hot water. And when the cotton candy mixed with these water beads, it was like, it blew your mind. So I feel like it's crazy. Like these aspects of like food and drinks and coffee and like all of that, we have to have the science to truly understand how they mingle together. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like having a pineapple and I don't know, oak coffee probably you know what I mean like if you don't know you probably create something that was not so great (laughs) oh goodness okay so obviously I know you said that your husband and your brother-in-law are partners as well as your father-in-law sounds like all around um and so obviously you work together with your husband so being married and being business partners how is that working for you Um, it's been better than I thought it would be, to be honest. So how we got to know each other was we were doing an internship together for a youth group and, um, it was like a disaster most of the time. Like there was just so many fires we had to put out to be like working with teenagers is not easy in general, but, um, yeah, so we, like we were under like high stress all the time and we had just started dating at that point. So um, I was kind of the head of it then. And then he was like my right hand man. So we were together all the time. Um, and yeah, we figured out that like we drive each other nuts, but we also make a really good team. So we've been doing like a lot of work with like the Enneagram in particular, just trying to figure out like where each other's strengths are, where our weaknesses are and how we can complement each other instead of like get frustrated with each other, like hurting each other's feelings and stuff. So um, that's been a huge tool for us just to be able to respect each other. What are you guys? So I'm a seven and he's a four. So we're the two that are the most different, but (laughs) we, we do work together well though. The thing is when we get into arguments, he wants to work it out right then. And I need to like get away and get into my own head and figure it out on my own first. So, um, there's been a few times when we've been arguing about something and I like just go and get my keys and I'm like, I'm not talking right now. And I just like literally run out the door, like with my shoes in my head. He's like, where are you going? Yeah, he's like, what? That's mature, but I don't know. It works. So um, we're trying to figure out how to work with each other with that. And then the other big thing is having boundaries. So with our like work life and our personal life. Um, And then we have a two-year-old too. So like trying to make sure that like he's not just like caught up in the midst of all of it. So um, we're having days where it's just family time. Like we just like are very like hyper-focused on family and um, yeah, so that's been like really helpful to be able to do that. Yeah. But yeah, we're not perfect with it and it's still like pretty new. So, um, no, for sure. Yeah. Some days are better than others, but for the most part, I think we're doing a pretty good job with it. Yeah. It's all about balance, 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 balance. Yeah. It's like a good cup of coffee, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So obviously there is a lot of, like I said, businesses that have kind of up and coming within this pandemic and whether that's because people have lost jobs or looking for better income or whatever it is, um, what would you kind of give as as advice to someone who's starting a business or is interested in starting a business during this crazy time? Yeah. Um, So I would say the biggest thing for us was pivot with the pandemic. So realize that like a lot of this is out of your control and that's okay, but there's still a lot of things that you can control. So um, for us, it was scaling way down to um, just make it work and make it so that we could start. And then 
um, just being flexible with it all. And just knowing that, you know, like Calgary is an amazing city because people are very supportive of local businesses. Yeah. Um, and there's people that, you know, want to connect, they want to support. So just reach out and, um, put your name out there and have grace for yourself because it's not going to be pretty all the time. And um, yeah, and just be flexible. Totally. No, I agree. Um, what would you say would have been your plan had you not scaled back? Like grocery stores, like like you had the full plan deal? <laughs> so we had planned to get into our own facility and it was going to be fairly big. And we um, were hoping to have like about three times the production power that we have now. Um, but yeah, that just wasn't, that wasn't going to work for us with everything. Gosh, and wants to lose a job. Yeah, exactly. And um, banks were like very wary to loan us money too, because, you know, we didn't have like, we both didn't have like our main jobs. So it was kind of crazy. But so what we did was we got into a shared kitchen facility space. So we, um, we book in time and then we make our coffee. Then Um, we have everything like stored there for the most part. And then a few things stored, like our packaging stuff we keep at home and then just bring it there when we need to make it sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it's been like a lot of being like more flexible and stuff. And it'd be like our, our long-term goal still is to be able to get into our own facility cause it'll be so much easier. But for now this works. Um, and then we said like, once we get enough interest, then we'll order more of our like production power. So we have um, our second freeze dryer. It should be here in a few weeks, which we're so excited about because then we'll be able to just send off way more coffee, which will be really, really good. So yeah. Chair kitchens are good, especially for the starting businesses, right? Yeah, for sure. But you can't leave stuff at the shared kitchen, can you? Um, we can leave some stuff there, just our like we have like a closet full of boxes that we're like, those can stay here and we can bring them when we need them sort of thing. And yeah. yeah, So otherwise there's, I guess maybe a risk of like people touching things. If you were to leave stuff there, maybe. Yeah. More so just like it, like there is limited space there. So we're Mm -hmm. keeping what makes sense to keep there and what we need all the time there. Um, But yeah, we don't need to keep like, 3,000 boxes there, though. That's just not, like, worth I'll their just time. just take up your garage instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so kind of before we close out then, do you just kind of want to, without giving us your secrets, what is the process of making the instant coffee? Like, how, from kind of start to your cup, how, how does the process work for you guys? Um, do you mean for us to make it or for people to make it at home? Both. <laughs> For you mostly, but then yeah, how it works for other people. Yeah. So we get the coffee um, and then we grind it as we make it sort of thing. Um, We buy quite a bit at a time, honestly, and then um, produce quite a bit at a time. Ben has a like secret way that he makes it. I don't even know how to do it. Like he's worked for like the last year to perfect like exactly how much coffee, how much water, the water chemistry, all that. And then it goes into a freeze dryer and then we grind it all up and then put it in the little packets. So it's a single serve um, packet. So when people get it, all they have to do is put it in their cup and pour water over it. And then it's good to go. Yeah. And then they just mix whatever they want in it. 
Yeah, yeah. And you can do different, um, like the Dalgona coffee. That's the huge mm. trend right now. That's the perfect, like this pandemic rage happened exactly when you guys came out. I love it. I know. It's so funny. And like, we were so resistant to it because we just like drinking our coffee, like hot and black and that's it sort of thing. So, um, but we tried it and I was like, shoot, like, this is so good. (laughs) Like I wouldn't want to drink it every day, but I do like it a lot. Um, so our, because our coffee is so different than regular instant coffee though, there's like a certain, we had to like figure out like our own recipe kind of for it. So Dalgona or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have that on our Instagram, but, um, yeah, it's fun to do like that. I've done iced coffee quite a bit with Mm -hmm. it. Um, it's really good for baking too. Yeah. And then we're going to need some more samples for my husband to play around with cooking. (laughs) That'd be amazing. Yeah. 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 No, I know my husband's like, we call ourselves like the cheese connoisseurs. Like we just love so much. (laughs) There's a local, um, like kind of deli cheese shop here and they made us try this cheese coffee, this cheese coffee. Oh my goodness. This (laughs) cheese that had coffee, kind of like espresso, Crust. Oh yes, it was so good. I haven't tried it yet. I really need to. <laughs> you need to like somehow pair with a cheese shop and yeah, and create like a coffee cheese. It was That's so good. good. But again, it was one of those things where I was like, I'm not gonna like this. This is yeah. gonna be so gross. And I was like, Can't we buy the whole wheel? <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, honestly, thank you for coming on. This was so amazing, and I can't wait to just share your coffee everywhere. Um, you guys should just sponsor this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, where can everybody find you if they're interested in either purchasing a coffee or just following you guys? Um, so, on Instagram, we're hasty underscore coffee. Um, Facebook is just Hasty Coffee Company, and then um, our website is hastycoffee.com. Amazing. And yeah, we have all our sales there. We're still in pre-sale, so um, until our thrust for equipment gets here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the biggest challenge I'd say with this pandemic is just like mail is so slow, and like supply chains are so slow. So we're working really hard, though. No, um, but yeah. For now, that's it. We're gonna be once things open up. We have a few stores across Canada that we'll be in. So yeah, yeah. that's amazing. This. I guess, lack of actual making coffee because of waiting for your equipment and stuff is kind of giving you the opportunity to like push this brand everywhere. So people mm-hmm. know what it is before they even taste it. Yeah, for sure. It's the best marketing tool you could ever, ever use. It, it worked out quite well. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on Jill. Um, I can't wait to share this with everybody and I can't wait for people to taste your coffee. <laughs> Just so taste whatever, whatever word you want to use (laughs) amazing awesome Kate thanks so much Jill thank you okay bye hey mamas before you go if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories tag us in it and we'll share it and also if you haven't gone to iTunes yet take 30 seconds to leave us a review and told us how much you love us go do that it pushes us and lights us up like you can't even imagine you guys are why we decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.